Dudes. Dudes. I, Dude. Have you ever Dude, tried bro. staying up till 7 a.m.? Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I've done all-nighters when I was working uh, grocery. Ugh. Yeah, I did that yeah, it at sucks. Toys R Us. It blows, dude. You know, what? I, I always found that I would get super hungry at like 4.15 in the morning. Yep. And just be like, well, guess I'll just be hungry for the next four hours. Yeah. Because nothing's open at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, I 4 a.m. hit, and A, I was ridiculously hungry, and B, for some reason, I was just like, my nose was just running like crazy, and I was just sneezing all over the place, and I had to like keep going to the bathroom every like two or three minutes to freaking wipe my nose or blow my nose or do nose-related things. Sucked. 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 It's Dude, sucked. Dude, bro. Dude, bro, bro, dude. Uh, well, you survived, though. That's good. It is good. It's good that I survived. It's good that I'm here. I woke up an hour before we recorded, but I'm here. Do you have to do it again tonight? Uh, thankfully, no. When's your next night? I don't know. Hopefully not soon, but we'll see. I always enjoyed that shift just because I hate people. I like that shift when it's not accompanied by other shifts that are during the day, you know? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what's happening in my life right now. You you know what else is happening in your life right now? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> we're gonna do that? That's what we're doing? I don't know. No, How dare we're you? How dare you? I thought I thought that's what we were leading up to. That's what we were leading up to, and then it, but then it just fell flat, and then brought it back out of the ocean. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. This car that's doesn't run good. anymore. It's been in the ocean. You you know what else has been in the ocean? Uh, the Savage Land. Welcome back to the Savage Land. It's just been such a such a week. So many weeks have been a week since we've weeked. How's it going, guys? Super great. <laughs> Who do we got in the Savage Town? Smat. 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 <laughs> Secret Matt. I'm Smachel. And I'm Smason. <laughs> Snooper, great to be here with you guys. It's a beautiful snowy day on this May on the seventeenth on, on the, <laughs> the savage land. land. Yes. Uh, today we're going to be talking about time travel. Just all we're going to be two guys sitting in a restaurant talking about time travel and a girl. Get it? That was a that was a Looper reference. You guys remember in Looper uh, when Bruce oh, Willis yeah. is like? Yeah. Then we're just mm-hmm. two guys. Sitting in a restaurant talking about time travel. Did you see what I did? Just two wild and crazy guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about all sorts of time travel shit today. So uh, that'll that'll be the the main dish. But until then, we got we got our freaking appetizers uh, that are just it's just ketchup. That's all we have for appetizers. Just a yeah. lot of ketchup. Uh, who wants to go first? Huh? Want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Great. <laughs> you go you go first, Matt. I'm trying to bring some energy. Um I love it. 
Um, if I just yell, that I means have, energy. I have a whole. I've got a bucket load of ketchup, so I'm gonna do a quick skim, and then uh, if you guys want me to stop on something, I will. Okay. Um, I, I've been reading. I got back into Marvel, so I read Secret War, uh, Civil War Two. How was that? Let's stop on that what? for a sec. Yeah, let's let's go brief on that one. But I'm not done yet, um, and it's not very good. <laughs> Marvel events have sucked for the last couple of years, man. It's pretty bad. I'm, you know, I was like, I'm gonna read, uh, you know, I'll read it. I'll, I'm gonna catch up on all the old other issues, and then I'll read some tie-ins and the main thing, kind of like I did with Civil War. And then I was like, you know what? Nah, I'll just read the main six or eight issue Civil War. You know, whatever event run. Yeah, and uh, it's real. It's not good. I know Bendis is running out of ideas, or <laughs> Bendis is just uninspired. Maybe he's just run, or, running out of sentences that he can have his characters repeat to each other. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's really not very good. Um, yeah, it did, it just it did not catch my interest, especially like that zero issue was so freaking weird. Um, yeah, all the Inhuman stuff and the guy is I don't know. It's like it's 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 not believable in story that that would be enough to cause a quote civil war where they have like superheroes fight each other yeah the the concept so, so what is it what is it that causes this civil war so there's a an inhuman i don't remember his name but he can see visions of the future he's a precog and then he's a precog it's a minority so report. then captain marvel starts to she starts to arrest people before they commit crimes and then oh. tony stark is like hey that's not cool they haven't done it yet this guy might not be actually showing the future. And then it turns out the guy's not 100% correct in showing the future. And then uh, Civil War breaks out because they have Civil to fight each other. War? And then the, guy sees a, the, then the guy sees an image of Miles Morales with one of his Venom blasters sticking through Captain America like he had just killed him. Hmm. And so they arrest Miles Morales. And, uh, and Hawkeye shoots Bruce Banner in the head and kills him. Hmm. I will say... Which is like on issue two. Yeah, I will say that that oh. Hawkeye Hawkeye shooting uh, Bruce Banner and killing him that leads into a really really awesome comic called Occupy Avengers that's like super super. I good. did yes, so I did start reading Occupy Avengers and it is super good. So that's kind of what it was. It's because like right after Civil War they started up with number ones again, which is kind of annoying. Yep, which is very annoying. Yep, but uh, uh, the benefit there is. After Civil War Two, the quality of everything seems a little bit better. Most everything, yeah. up, everything leading up to Civil War Two wasn't great. Yep. Here's so, here's the, the one thing that sucks is that like half of the series that started after Civil War Two are already canceled, even if they were really good. It's really? like yeah, like like Chip Zdarsky's Star Lord or Black Panther and the Crew or um, Silk. I think although Silk, I don't really care about, but. Um, no, Rocket Raccoon, Matthew Rosenberg's Rocket Raccoon, like all the, uh, tons of these oh. series. I know. I really liked. I really liked Rocket Raccoon, dude. It's so good. And freaking like uh, the other thing too is that Matt Rosenberg like might be the best new writer in comics. Like his Kingpin series is incredible. Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, Rocket Raccoon, like all this stuff. Um, but lately, for whatever reason, it seems like Marvel is running around with their head cut off. Like they they're canceling series before they even get a trade out. It's ridiculous. Like it's if ridiculous. if you have a Star Lord series that's coming out, like basically right around the same time that Guardians of the Galaxy Two is coming out, 
wouldn't you want to have a trade in the stores of that series to see how it sells before canceling it, like, the week that the new movie comes out? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they're... I mean, they, something's, something's fucky over there. Ike Perlmutter, that's what's fucky over there. Yeah. That guy's a fucking jackass. Yeah. Well, when you hold the power, you misuse it. Um, yep. That was a dumb quote. That don't quote me dumb on that quote. <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that one. <laughs> When you hold the power, just you be, misuse it, Matt. It's going to be this episode's yeah. al- album art. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. It's it's okay. Uh, I did read, started reading David Walker's Army of Dr. Moreau. How is that? It's pretty fun so far. It's absolutely like throwback to the old pulp comics, and uh, it looks like an older comic. It It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. I only read one issue in the thing, so that's it. Dope. With that, done with that. Um, I got a new television. That's fun. Ooh. How many inches? 60 of them. It's not about the size of the TV. It's the motion of the TV cabinet. Quote Jason on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So have you been just watching Uh, all all your favorites? I really have. I mean, because I've, I've, I've had a small TV for a very long time, so it's you have. having a ginormo. Driving a ginormo TV is exciting. Um, I did. I watched all the movies I liked, uh, but in particular, Alien. I watched what? Huh? What? I don't know. Okay. I just said Alien. I don't know. Oh, I, I did watch Alien. Ha, I um, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched Alien in an, in, in an upcoming anticipation for the for the film. The new film. So the weekend. one that's definitely going to be good and not going to be bad at all, for sure. It's got good reviews so far. Okay. Why, you think it's going to suck? I don't know, man. Prometheus was pretty terrible. Oh, I loved Prometheus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I also love Prometheus. You're wrong, Jason. Two out of three people in the Savage Land think that's fair. Prometheus is a good movie. And it's fair. And I'm not. I'm in no way an alien expert, so I'll, I'll defer to you guys on that. I just didn't e- quite Everybody enjoy it. that I've talked to that's hated Prometheus hasn't been an alien fan or hasn't even seen mm. the other ones. Oh, yeah. Ha- mm. hasn't, so. even, hasn't even seen the other ones. I, I know a couple of people who don't like Prometheus and really like Alien. I do too. A guy I work with is a huge alien fan. He didn't particularly care for Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was great. I really liked it. Um and That's I'm fair. very excited for this movie. Uh anyway, I I watched Preacher. That was the big one. Mm. Uh like Preacher f- so far. I finished it. It's oh. fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you see the uh teaser for season 2? Uh no, not yet. I I'll just start watching it when the episodes are coming up, but Nice. Hot diggity damn, dude. That's a great show. So, what do you think of uh, the sort of, I guess, different direction that it takes from the comic? I don't remember the comic. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I think I think that that... Uh, dude, I haven't, I, I haven't read the comic since forever since ago. Since it was so coming out. Yeah, so I can't, I can't remember really what happened. Um, I think yeah, that helps. Here. Honestly, like yeah. with that show, especially because it does take a new direction, I think that it helps not to be like super attached, you know, to... Like just super attached to the exact way that the source material played out. Totally. No, I think it's I, I think it's absolutely awesome. It's such a great show. It, I really like. There's all these different. They did an excellent job of dropping um, clues, dropping sort of like questions, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, wrapping it up real nicely with still leaving important ones unanswered. But uh, they wove a nice tapestry of uh, 
of of uh of interest there nice yeah so great job yeah i'm um, i think i'm like Seth five Rogan. or six episodes into it um and i i really like it too i mean i think that uh seth rogan and, and evan goldberg i think that those guys are a good team on just about anything whether it's comedy or drama or whatever i think that for whatever reason they have a really good creative chemistry and so anything they work on i think uh i'm usually pretty excited for totally yeah i mean it, it makes me very excited for the invincible adaptation yeah um no nah, it's cool so stoked on that um and then uh rachel chime in here are you caught up on american gods i'm one episode behind yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the one that just came out this weekend? No, because I had to backtrack oh, okay. because Cap wanted to watch it. Gotcha. I've actually forced him to read the book. Good. So. Is he, he audiobooking or reading? I think he was reading. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Might have been audiobook because he listens to it when he's driving around. Yeah. If he's did you get him the full cast, I, so I started. I told listening. I told him to do the full cast oh, one if so he good. did audio. But. That's what I, I got back into it again. Yeah. Just because I got so excited watching that first episode, I was like, "I gotta read the book again." I can't yeah. remember. If I, I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "I kind of want to read the book oh, again." Oh, totally. This was like the eighth time I read it. It's so good. I can't remember anyway, if that, the audiobook I have is full cast or not. I'll have to check. If it's if it's not, it's worth picking it up. It's it's the author's preferred text. So Neil Gaiman added a whole bunch of stuff and kind of did a little editing here and there. Huh. Um. Anyway, that show is just ex- absolutely excellent. Yes. Um. Shit, you haven't you haven't not caught up yet. No, and now because he wants to watch it, I can't watch it uh, uh, without him. So, uh, all right. But since you've read the book, you already know everything's going to happen. Yeah. So, the 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 gin scene with the ifrit. Oh yeah. The the, the guy the the Middle Eastern guy selling bobbles and he. Mm-hmm. They they fuck they go for it. They do. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. No punch is pulled. Yeah, it's. I was <laughs> like, wow. So if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, watch American Gods episode three and you'll find out. But it was, in a nutshell, and people are saying it's the most like realistic and graphic sex scene between two men uh, that's been on TV, like network TV so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah, it's and that's it's incredible. very well done. Well, because Matthew Vaughn, showrunner, is gay. and Not Matthew so they Vaughn. Felt, what? Not Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn is the director of Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class. Kick-Ass. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who am I thinking of? Um, Brian Fuller? Brian Fuller. Thank you. And so they filmed the whole scene for him, and then they showed it to him, and he's like, that is not realistic. What does he have, a candy cane dick? <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys need to go back to the drawing board and do it, do it like it's – do it right. Yeah. And I th- so he like kind of like had to like explain how men did it, and then they went back and anyway, just watch it. It's crazy. Wow, do this gay sex right. Um, That's good though. Or oh, Michael Green. Um, There's uh, Brian this, Fuller and Michael Green are the two showrunners. Right. So Brian Fuller's what I'm thinking of. But uh, anyway, CGI dongs. Nice. Yep. Uh, nice. Uh, anyway, and the rest of the show is super great too. The guy who plays Chernabogus, hands down. I'm so oh, glad they cast that guy. Yeah. No, he's, he's so perfect. Good. And I love the sisters. The sisters are great. I mean, the whole all the casting is thus far has been perfect. Did you find out who Crispin Glover played? Uh, Mr. World. Mr. World. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I had to look it up because I'm like, who is he? I did too. I was like, I gotta know who he's playing. Uh, anyway, 
very excited. Jillian Anderson as Lucy was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, to cap it off, I've been playing that new video game, Prey, which is sort of like the Dead Space, uh, um, Bioshock kind of mashup game. Huh. So what's yeah. I really, really want to play. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, it's awesome. So I mean, it's so, Dead Space and Bioshock, but like, how? What's the what's the sort of premise you know, or whatever? It's like a mystery in space, and you have like you can do mods to like do like telekinetic powers and stuff. That's cool. More more or less. I don't want to give too much away because it's kind of I I I I started it up with I've never I didn't know anything about it, so that was a really fun way to play it. Um, cool. But I'll tell you one thing: playing a first-person shooter on a 60-inch TV is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt's just yeah. getting into this this whole new I'm sitting fangled. like four feet away from it, just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> this is amazing. I can see now yeah. why people like big TVs. Mm-hmm. It's, so, no, it's, it's, it's great. That's awesome. I love, uh, yep. love watching you experience this. Uh, all right, there's my catch-up. Rachel. Um, yep, go for it. Uh, my catch-up is Royal City by Jeff Lemire. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show before, right? We have. I We've think. mentioned it, but I don't think either... Cause I know nothing about it, so give me, the, uh, yeah. give me the elevator pitch. Oof, go for it, Rachel. Elevator pitch. I mean, it can be an escalator pitch if it needs to take a little longer. Well... Uh, the the thing that I just basically love about Jeff Lemire is that all his stories are about relationships. Mm-hmm. Like no matter the setting, it's usually family relationships. Mm-hmm. And this one's very heavily a family relationship because they experienced a, tra- a tragedy losing um, their younger brother. And now it's just kind of the rest of the family dealing with life but the little you know kind of twist on it is that each family member sees the dead brother at different stages in his life so okay. they, yeah he comes like they they're kind of they're seeing that that dead brother but they all see him in their sort of like idealized version of him and for every yeah. for every family member that idealized version is completely subjective um sure and yeah, because so. the daddy's still a little boy. To the mom, he's you know super successful. For the brother, that's you know an alcoholic. He's right there by him doing drugs and alcohol, and oh, okay. So they just kind of see him in different settings in his life. Yeah. What I like about Jeff Lemire is that he takes really small personal things and makes them feel very very large. Yes. Is it? Uh, did he do the? Uh, the color, the the line work as well. Mm-hmm. Did he draw it? Yeah, yeah. This one he did. It's all him. Yep. Yep. Not oh, cool. It's the first. Which I, I love when he does that. I I didn't used to like it, but now I really do. It, yeah, his his art is very you know different, but it's grown on me quite a bit having read so many <laughs> Jeff Lemire things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's like a certain turning point because I used to see his art and I'd be like, oh, that's just not not good or whatever but like there was at some point it just totally turned on me and especially in royal city i just look at that and it's it's a fucking just a beautiful book yeah i it's very well done and 
you know, I first experienced his art and storytelling with Underwater Welder. Mm. And even that was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this art. And then Trillium was kind of the same way, but it just, that completely absorbed me. So by the time I hit Royal City, it was... I really like his art. <laughs> <laughs> and the, It doesn't bother me. The cool thing with Royal City is that uh, it's the first time that Jeff Lemire has uh, written and illustrated a book that's come out monthly rather than as, a, as an original graphic novel. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting digesting a Jeff Lemire story in single issues because that's just not a thing that he normally does. Yeah. And it's also difficult for me when I just want to read them all at once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have to wait. <laughs> but it's it's so good. Yeah. By the end of the, that first issue, I was just completely in love with it. Same. And it's got, at the end of each issue, Matt, it's got a Spotify playlist for that issue. Nice. Yeah, which I've, I've been listening to them because they have, he has set ones for like issue one, issue two. So I, I've been listening to those as I've read it. And he did say that it's like not necessarily the soundtrack to what he's writing but it was what he was listening to or thought of as he was writing and illustrating it yeah so they're all very different songs and it's just kind of interesting to have that along with reading the story yeah uh i was so i was just gonna ask did you guys ever watch that uh that music video um from do you guys know gord downey no. No. So he's a musician from uh from Canada. Um and Jeff Lemire and Gord Downey uh made this graphic novel slash short film slash album uh about a bunch of uh like native indigenous Canadian kids who were like um sort of like taken up and kidnapped and like try like the tried to be like in like indoctrinated into the like I think it was like Catholic church or one of those churches and so they they created this whole huge project that was just like a sort of like an uh you know like raise awareness uh charity type thing and there's this like 45 minute music video um that's like a short film that is all jeff lemire art that's sort of you know animated and moved along with each song and it's really freaking cool so if you if you google uh Hmm. secret path you know gord downey or jeff lemire there's a whole website for it. There's a book, a an album, and then a full-blown like music video that's got the animated thing and then also a documentary that was done. Huh. Nice. Yeah. So it's really cool. That's like if you like Jeff Lemire's stuff, that's a really awesome thing to to check out. I will definitely check it out. Yeah. He had when dude, when the first issue of Royal City came out, there were three books that month that came out illustrated by Jeff Lemire. You had Royal City number one, uh, AD After Death number two, and then his Roughneck graphic novel. All of them came out in the same month. That's a little crazy. I'm still trying to get to Roughneck, and I have my Afterlife pre-ordered. They changed the pre-order date on me. Yeah, the third issue... It was supposed to be this month, but... Yeah, the third issue got delayed. I've been really waiting on concluding that. Yep, so I haven't got there yet, but very excited. Yeah. All the all the Jeff Lemire. My other <laughs> catch up is also Jeff Lemire. <laughs> Do it. What is it? <laughs> I read volume one of Black Hammer. Ooh. Oh, you've talked about that before. I yeah, I, I talked about that deal. a little bit, yeah. Wasn't it? It Jason talked about it. I don't I talked know, about somebody it. talked about it. 
yeah. Uh, I Talk don't about know. it though, Rich. It, but that's another one that I've wanted to was it, read. Was it? It's not Thor. Thor. It's Thor. What? There's a hammer <laughs> in it, you guys. There, there's a superhero in it called Black Hammer. Oh, okay. It's a Dark Horse so comic. This is, so it's a it's a superhero story. Is it new? Yep. Yeah, it's new. Huh. Is it on Comicsology Unlimited? It's possible. Probably. Okay. I don't know. I bought the paperback. Talk about Black Hammer, though, Rich. Black Hammer. Okay. It's a group of superheroes that were thriving in like the 50s and 60s. And an event happened where it seems that the Black Hammer sacrificed himself but he saved the other superheroes, but it kind of exiled them into this kind of negative zone type place. So now they're just living out their days on this farm and they can't escape and they don't know how to get out of it. But they're not quite sure exactly how they got there. Huh. Do they still have their powers and stuff? They do. There's um, the girl, Golden Gale. She's actually, she got her power from a wizard. So anytime she uses her power, she changes into a little girl. So even she normally ages, but when she says a magic word, she turns into a little girl with the superpowers. So she's like reverse Shazam. Yeah, reverse Shazam. Oh. So, but out on the farm, in the, I'm just calling it the negative zone because that's the only thing I can really think of to describe it. <laughs> she's stuck in the nine-year-old body, but she's actually a 50-year-old woman. Uh, okay. And they, he has a parody of, you know, John Jones. The Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. And this, it's Mark Marks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an alien from Mars. <laughs> so it, it's kind of a parody, but... It's also a very interesting take on kind of what happens to these forgotten. Oh, that sounds super cool. Superheroes. Yeah. Is it is it illustrated by him? No. Okay, I'll yeah. probably read it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I he's a great writer. Don't get me wrong. I don't like his art at all. It, I, I can't it, get on board. I think his art has to kind of grow on I you. I absolutely think it's a refined, uh, acquired taste. Yeah, yeah I, I'll agree with that. It definitely it is. Was, it was a very interesting story and take on it. And there, there is kind of a, you know, Swamp Thing type character. Yeah. And, swamp Thing? And, and there is, you know, it seems that there's, you know, some other stuff going on behind the scenes that maybe that's not actually quite what happened to them to put them in this little alternate dimension yeah so it's 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 really interesting it's a really cool and like kind of creepy and ominous take on like golden age superheroes um Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's it's super issue will kind of flash back to what they were in the you know their golden years and all that and then it kind of flashes forward to where they are now oh nice yeah, it's cool. And Jeff Lemire is like a huge lifelong DC fan. And so he puts a lot of like kind of DC homages in there, but they're not the type of things that like you have to be a DC fan to to register or even to like, like it doesn't take away anything from the story not to be a DC fan. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, exactly. And is it 
is it Colonel Weird? Yeah, Colonel Weird <laughs> instead yeah, of Adam Strange. Really, yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> I like Colonel Weird. <laughs> he, he's got problems, but mm. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was just really fun. And I like the mystery that it's kind of taking on after six issues nice. in volume one. Yep. No, it's it's a quite enjoyable read. I like it. And Dark Horse, I mean, that's the thing about Dark Horse is like anytime you read an original Dark Horse book, it's probably going to be good because they only put them out when they f- like they the Dark Horse only publishes original material when they feel like it's really really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I dig it. I dig it a lot. All right. Is that uh is that all all your catch up, Rach? Um I I could tell you what I started reading, yes. but I'm sure you'll be weirded out. It's <laughs> Jeffrey it. Dahmer. It's close. It's, it's close. The life it's, and times of Ted Bundy. Scranton Strangler. It, it is about <laughs> Ted Bundy. Um, and it this is kind of on the coattails of Zac Efron being cast as Ted Bundy. <laughs> Which really looks pretty good. I I don't know how I feel about him, but the story is going to be from his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend and fiance's point of view. And she actually wrote a book called The Phantom Prince. So I've started reading that just to kind of see her life with Ted Bundy and how she saw him, which so far I'm five chapters in and it seems like a normal, happy, healthy relationship, which is scaring me more than if he was like <laughs> weird and abusive. Huh. Huh. But yeah. So I'm reading that. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. And his long lost friend Todd Bendy. Todd Bendy. <laughs> Gotta Good love Todd Bendy. Todd Bendy. It's always bending around the law, am I right? Ben- <laughs> uh, what you got, Jay? Oh boy, what do I got? Um, by the way, what I just want to say really quick because of all the things going on at my house. So if back if background noise is seeping into you guys, I apologize. Um, for the listeners, I don't think they'll hear any of it because like there have been times before where like police sirens have been going off outside my house, and you guys will hear it. But then there's nothing on the recording, so just felt like I would okay. let you know if you hear any like weird voices in the background. That's what that is. Um, Sure. There's a it's a g- 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 ghost. <laughs> yeah, no, there's just a, a thing filming. So there's a lot of people like at my house right now while we record. But um, uh, I read Limbo from from Image Comics. Um, it is by a couple of people whose names I can't remember off the top of my head. That's weird. Yeah, I read Limbo too. You usually remember all the things. I know, right? You read Limbo, Matt? I sure did. Hell yeah. It's uh, uh, Dan Waters and Casper Wingard. Yeah. Uh, Did I like it? I can't remember. What t- what's it about? So this is, this is a detective story about a detective who wakes up with uh, no memory, no identity, no manners. Um, and he and then like he's got this friend who's uh, trying or I guess this woman comes to him who's trying to escape the. Uh, grasp of a crime lord and there's all this like kind of voodoo magic going on and vhs tapes that trap uh people inside of them and stuff i don't know it's really it's a really interesting story um the detective aspect is really cool because it's this guy trying to figure out who the f he is uh and there's an awesome twist to that 
that I won't say anything about. Um, plus, like, just the... It's got, like, a really cool synthwave aesthetic to it. Like, very 80s VHS, you know, type. Yeah, totally. Um, and so it's, like, the colors are incredible because the colors pretty much stick to that synth wavy feel like it's it's not realistic at all the colors it's very very um stylized mm-hmm. uh but they make it work really well and the story is really creepy and it's a kind of fun take on like voodoo magic uh that's super different than anything i've seen before in that type of genre mm-hmm. um and just some of the things that they do with the page layouts and kind of like you know that thing where where you're kind of utilizing the medium to its maximum capacity in uh in your storytelling where there are just things that they do with the page layouts that could never be translated to another medium because it's intrinsic to the nature of reading a sequential comic um and so i i loved this book like it's it's so just weird and fun and and like it hits on some 80s nostalgia, but not in the way of, like, pandering, just a bit of, like, nods, you know? Sure. Uh, no, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It, I, I wouldn't say I absolutely loved it, but I, I definitely enjoyed reading it when I did. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And the art, I think the art itself is enough to sell it, but the, the mystery and everything were really fun. And uh, this creative team is going on to do quite a few other things right now, so... I'm excited to see more stuff from them. Um, the other thing I read was Southern Cross by Becky Cloonan and an artist whose name I also can't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm really I'm really off my game right now. Uh, yeah, you are. Jeez, I'm I'm normally the the name the name guy. Um, I'm going to find it right now, but uh Becky Cloonan is a writer who I have liked for a while because she's done a lot of um Gotham City stuff at DC. Uh, the artist is Andy Bellinger and I kind of like Andy Bellinger because his art is very similar to Becky Cloonan's own art. And so I feel like when it's her writing plus an artist that's in a very similar style to hers, uh, it fits together really well. Um, but this story is basically about a woman who, uh, boards a spaceship to go out to, um, to Titan trying to uh, trace her sister's step, her dead sister's steps uh, to that moon because she died and there's a lot of mysterious circumstances. So she's kind of trying to investigate her sister's uh, death, see if she can find some answers. Um, the, the way through which she is presented the questions to pursue and sort of some of the clues and things like that is really, really awesome um it's one of these stories where it starts to turn into a really really surreal uh supernatural direction but in ways that you haven't necessarily seen a million times you know what i mean sure Mm -hmm. um and so it's just it's a lot like limbo i guess there's there's a, a big mystery aspect to it but the um aesthetics to that mystery and the way that that mystery is presented are totally fresh um and i think that becky cloonan right now is one of the most underrated creators in comics uh her stuff is so consistently really really good um but she's just one of those names that doesn't get brought up a ton when you you know when people talk about their 
favorite creators in comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that I've read something of hers before. She was... I, I think she might have been on Gotham Academy, but I can't remember. I think she was. I think that's maybe what I'm thinking of. Let me double check and see what she's done before. Um, she's. De- I mean, she's she's definitely done like a, a bit of... Yeah, she was on Gotham Academy. Um, okay. Yeah, that that's where I know the name from then. Yeah. And she's got... I mean, like she's... Right now, she's working on... Um, a Punisher series. She's writing a Punisher series at Marvel. Uh, she illustrated the series demo uh, for Brian Wood. That was a Vertigo series that was pretty freaking awesome. Um, there's like there's there's just there's a lot of stuff that she's done in her comics career, like Northlanders and things like that, um, and even like some stuff w- with Swamp Thing. Um, she's just she's got a really really solid body of work, and she hasn't necessarily been at it forever. Um, but I think that she's a name that's going to be kind of around for a long time and more and more acclaimed the longer she goes. So, yeah. And she also illustrated the, uh, Killjoy's comic, Gerard Way's, uh, second graphic novel at, at Dark Horse. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I like her a lot, like whether it's her art or her writing, I think that she's a really, really good storyteller. And, uh, when she does an original comic, it's usually one that she's very, very, um, I guess, I mean, obviously passionate about, but that she's developed very strongly. And so when you read the first issue of Southern Cross, it feels, uh, it feels like a fully formed and fleshed out world. You know, it doesn't feel like she's necessarily figuring it out as she, as she goes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I appreciate that with a mystery when right from the get go, you can tell that it's all pretty soundly woven. Nice. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was uh, Southern Cross and Limbo. Those were the two comics, and I actually read those like a few weeks ago, but I forgot to bring them up on the show uh, since then. And so yeah, I I also just remembered that a, a very long time ago I read Killer Be Killed by Ed Brubaker. Oh yeah, how was that? That, that I forgot to talk about. <laughs> Tell us about it. Did I read that one? I read a Brubaker just recently too. Is it the one where the kid? makes a deal with the demon oh, no, that no, he has to no. go kill people that deserve to be killed. Mm-mm. Mine was about old-timey movie murder st- stuff going on. Hmm. That's the that fade out. That sounds cool. The fade out. I read the fade out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Ed Brubaker's good, man. He writes good yeah. stories. I haven't read he wrote a an lot episode of, of him, Westworld. but, but yeah. he, he did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I, I, I liked Kill or Be Killed. It kind of took me a bit to warm up to it because it just kind of seemed a little cliched. But once I hit, there, there's a cliffhanger that I hit at the at the end of volume one. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to read the rest of it because I need to know what happens. That's how they get you with those $10 <laughs> trades. What you just did, Rachel, what you just said, I want you to apply that to Invincible real bad. Yep. Yeah. Started out cliche. Ended on a cliffhanger. Was like, God damn it! I have to read the I, thing now. I would rather Invincible be done <laughs> to start and, and, start and then it. I can read it. I because I'd rather know Fair that enough. I have an end point in sight. You do. It's soon. I mean, yeah. it is ending. So I I'm waiting. Yeah, it's I, I know, know what it's issue ending. it'll end. On. It's not going to be till like October though. You guys have told me that it's <laughs> going to end. Look, I just want to casually bring it up. A, not, a whole not, lot. I, I want to non-confrontationally <laughs> just casually bring it up every once in a while. 
I, so. It's in my plan <laughs> to get to it. But Maybe if you keep telling me to read it, <laughs> I'm not going to read it. Hey, I started Monstrous again. I'm going to keep trying. Monstrous was good. I just having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> you should read her Han uh, Solo series, Marjorie Lou's Han Solo. That's really good. I ha- it is really good. I read that. Um, quite enjoy- I quite enjoyed it. I say in October at some point we do an Invincible episode. Sure. That way, you got till October. Yeah, that way. That I have way until we have October. Yeah. Okay, there that's you go. okay. That's doable. That's doable. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what, yeah. Whenever they do their finale epi- uh, issue, let's we can do an Invincible episode. <laughs> 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 we could do an Invincible. Well, the show's coming up. The show's the, the they're gonna you the know they'll make the adaptation and. I think it'd be worth reading it before watching the adaptation. Yeah. Let's let's actually shoot for November. That way the trade will probably be out. The last trade. Whenever. Yeah, whenever. Anyway. Whenever, whenever it happens. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, you guys got any other, any, uh, any fun things happening before we jump into the main topic? Um, I, I started rereading Watchmen, uh, Taking Go it. away. No, get Pass, out of here. Boo. <laughs> 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 it's taking it issue by issue is is very interesting and really like just slowing down on that comic and and digesting everything. And I know slowing down is the opposite of what anyone wants to do with Watchmen, uh, but it's it it is so masterfully put together. I just I can't help but marvel at what that comic does. Yeah. Um, no, it's a it's a super great comic. Go listen to our Watchmen episode. <laughs> don't go listen to our Watchmen episode. Whatever you do, <laughs> yeah, don't. Never yeah, listen to yeah, that. We're if, so over it, it. Yeah, new listeners, if you are listening to why Rachel and I booed and poo pooed Jason talking about Watchmen, is because uh, it's been we two went down years. a dark path with we we went down a dark path with Watchmen. It's two I years. Still, it's still, I still fresh in my mind. Recovered. I know from oh. all the Watchmen. <laughs> It just <laughs> We decided to review the movie and then we all like also read the comic or watched the cartoon or whatever way too much. So we all got Watchmen out super hard and somehow Jason's able to go back to it. Yeah, I don't know how you're able which to Which I can't go back to it. I, I don't, don't think th- I'll ever read it again. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I don't know if I can read it ever again. I just it's uh to me it is the gold standard in comic book writing and so i go back to it to kind of sure. find new no, I, things I, to I, do with the medium i got you man i mean it don't it, it is it's supremely excellent um it's just yeah. like I, I burned th- I, i'll read it when, like i'm 50 or 60 i did, <laughs> did want to bring up just really quick before we go in uh so we've talked before about tom king's the vision and tom king's the omega man and tom king's sheriff of babylon right Yes. No, never. Never. Because uh, Tom King is the best. He's the best. And those, so all three of those are three issue series about a character with good intentions who ends up in, in crazy situations, right? 12 yes. issue kind yep. of limited series. Well, uh, fun new announcement that Tom King and Mitch Garrids, his artist from Sheriff of Babylon, are doing a 12 issue mini series about freaking Mr. Miracle, Jack Kirby's uh, character from The New Gods. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Nice. I am so wickedly excited for this. Like, no, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, it, I'm wacked. I'm wackedly excited for it. You're wackedly. Yeah. Wickedy wackedly. Wickedy wack. Wickedy wack. 
but I'm kill the Mac, yo. Just hearing that Tom King is doing another 12-issue limited maxi-series, and it's with Mitch Garrods, who you don't picture as the type of artist who would do the surreal Jack Kirby uh, crazy fourth world stuff, because he's normally doing, like, military yeah. comics. yeah. That like just just those things together just make me so stoked. And the covers are all done by Nick Darrington, who's the artist on Doom Patrol that I've talked about before. It's just it, when does this come out? Uh, I think it's coming out in th- two or three months. Uh, the first issue comes out. Okay. So they just announced it, but I'm I'm just so stoked. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Fuck yeah. Oh, and the director's cut issues of Vision are coming out uh, this month too. Nice. Yep. Anyway, uh, on to the time travel time travel, time topic to travel. Wouldn't that be cool if we, like, recorded this, like, this section, if we recorded that a year ago and then just barely, like, patched it in today? Because it'd be, like, time travel. Um, we could we could drop the sound quality and... Uh, <laughs> we could just patch in the Watchmen episode. Yeah, patch the Watchmen yeah, there we episode go. in right now. <laughs> no, we just patch in Mitch's air conditioner in the background. <laughs> uh, time travel. The world of tomorrow. <laughs> Welcome to the Stark Expo, the world's fair. Uh, Alright, I you had a specific you had a specific time travel query um that i can't remember what that was right now but i made a list of the time travel stuff i'm into and i don't want to just make a list things i like right now so what was the no what was your time travel what was your time travel query for discussion yeah i'll 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 give you guys sort of a a preface into this this topic uh but i won't i'll try to make it less no go ahead i you're you're good i'll 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 make that joke later go ahead (laughs) <laughs> I was just gonna say I'll try to make it less winded, less long winded than most of my prefaces. Um, I the the main question really, if you were to distill it down, is just like you know, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> who who is the best time traveler? Who is the worst time traveler? But more importantly, what makes a good or bad time traveler? You know, what qualities there are there oh, that sure. suck or are great. Okay. Um. Rachel's favorite time traveler is the doctor. Oh, the Did doctor who? Did I get it? Did I nail it? <laughs> it the... Well, like I've said before, like Matt and I are going to bump heads over We're doctor not going to bump who. heads. I've, I, have, but, I will, I will validate your opinion. But doctor <laughs> who, as much as I absolutely love it, I have a different favorite time travel oh. story. Sure. But, yeah, I've got a, but, I, but if I had to pick my favorite time traveler yes it would be the doctor It'd be the doctor the 10th doctor, the doctor specifically who's the 10th doctor david tennant the doctor who is a terrible okay. time traveler what i said the doctor who is a terrible time traveler that guy sucks i don't understand what he's just said to me he's a terrible how, time how traveler is, how is he terrible the doctor who is a terrible time traveler are you just saying that to he's just, just saying that to be a dick no, okay yeah. <laughs> he's the doctor who <laughs> like that question makes no sense <laughs> um Okay, defend your uh, defend your. He's always he's always your, uh, grabbing people and taking them with him and and not you or chaos. Oh, no, he he's <laughs> defending why he's the worst time traveler. Oh, why is the why is he your favorite? Because it doesn't have to be a good time traveler to be your favorite time traveler. Um, time traveler. I like, have. Can we just say TT? I have different personal reasons that I don't care to discuss. What? 
It's <laughs> about time travel. <laughs> the, it's, it's so. No, I mean, if the, I mean, you're, if, if you're you good. I, I re- absolutely, it, I'll, I'll respect no, if that. You, if you want to get into it, my, <laughs> my ex. No, before. here we go. My Kay. ex-boyfriend, uh-huh. while I was in the hospital with blood clots in my lungs, uh-huh. I remember stole all my stuff. I remember that. So when I got home I from mean, the I hospital, there, I didn't have anything in the apartment. Everything was gone. My oh. comic books, books, oh. furniture. Furniture? Everything in Fuck the kitchen. Oh my god! My mattress, like everything, is gone. What did he like? Did he was he like? Guess she's not coming back. But he didn't even come visit me or anything in the hospital. What Fuck a horrible that human guy. being! So Why'd when I get home, I'm recovering. I couldn't even like walk or do anything, uh-huh. and I had obviously time off from work, so I had nothing to do. So what did I do? I turned on Doctor Who. Nice. So Doctor Who kind of took me out of this really horrible place and situation. It was a wonderful escape. Good. No. So this is why I have my personal reasons yeah. for loving Doctor Who. That's a, uh, th- <laughs> that is a very <laughs> so valid reason. That, yeah, not only is that a... Yes, it's 100% valid. And, and um, you know, I, kinda, I, th- I think I said it the other day, like, what would I give up? You know, we were kind of talking about, like, what would I what would I actually get a perfect score from me? Mm-hmm. The only things that would get a yeah. perfect score are things that ex- excelled up to my like general like if I really liked it I'll give it a nine out of ten. That extra point is all about the experience that I was having in my life when I experienced that thing I liked so yeah. much. You know, the, the perfect score doesn't isn't just inherent in the medium of whatever it is. It also has to do with my mindset and what it meant to me and how yeah, it exactly. helped me and affected me in the moment when I was experiencing that. So I absolutely get that, uh, attachment that you're, that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's just why I would pick him. But nice. I do think that obviously there's rules to time travel and he does adhere to these rules that there are set points and you can't change that. Sure. But he's always breaking those rules. Well, I like that. What I like about time travel no, is really. there's like, there's so many different ways you can, do time travel. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no like it depends on how the author wants to write time travel. So what what do you guys view as sort of the uh the golden rules to being a time traveler? Like the the rules you can't break or like the things that if you are if you're going well, wait, to Wait, we still get to we still what who's your favorite time traveler, Jason? We got to fight about it. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends on if you're asking who I think my favorite time traveler is and who do you think or and who my best time traveler is because they're two different Um, ones both i don't see how that is any different but okay (laughs) he's my favorite and he's my best Well, what i mean is like (laughs) one of them one of them i could view as the best time traveler but okay not your best yeah the best best, yeah um my favorite like this one's my best friend but this one's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) okay okay six-year-old girl talking to your older brother about beanie babies (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay who's your okay. favorite my favorite time traveler uh is probably marty mcfly uh yeah that's what i thought it would be yeah or doc i wasn't sure if you were gonna pick him or doc no marty mcfly because doc doesn't time travel well i guess he does sort of time travel in in the movies um but not until like the third one uh okay actually no okay. he time travels at the end of the first um and the second and the go second. ahead and the second yeah fuck it anyway <laughs> uh, I almost I almost picked Booster Gold as my favorite though. Um 
In terms of the best time traveler, though, I I think it might be Doc, but at the same Did, time, do you have anything? Doc else? Is, okay, I'm gonna. The no, he's go, he's, go he's the one like telling me that I gotta have all this stuff Yo, there, no, and I'm like plenty. Jason. I'm like Jason. <laughs> my favorite video game. TV show, story, I do too. movie, I do too. is time travel. I have my whole list. I have tons too. Don't get me wrong. We can talk about Wolverine and Looper and Dr. Light and Rip Hunter and Booster Gold, but... <laughs> no, no I, I was going to give you crap. It's the, it's the joke that I've been telling you for a while now, but you talk in... in, 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 uh, in um, you, you, you have a way of talking where it's clickbait. You talk in clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> it's storytelling f- like who is my favorite you'll never believe it but who's the best but who's the best <laughs> it'll blow your mind <laughs> oh Fuck i'm sorry guys. jason we're giving you crap yeah we're giving you crap I so love, if, i love you it's showmanship if, if, guys <laughs> it's showmanship oh it's funny too so how is doc better than marty how's he the best yeah. Well, because, I mean, so if if you look at what Marty does, that guy is just basically going around haphazard, no regard for anything happening in the time stream, like literally just watching out for his own future. Like, that's that's his only motivation when he's time traveling. He's just trying to keep himself alive. Uh, uh-huh. When you look at the way that Doc time travels, he acclimates himself to every time period that he goes to and does his research and is like methodical and always quick to make sure that nobody discovers him. Right. And so with doc, it's like he can drop in and out of any time period without anybody really noticing that he was there. Whereas with Marty, he comes into any time period, like a freaking wrecking ball and just knocks over walls and like starts like getting people arrested and like, you know, changing the entire life of his family and leaving sports almanacs everywhere like you know yeah uh-huh. he, he's a little selfish yeah marty he's just he's like he's a time traveler who started time traveling accidentally and so he has no regard for what he should do while he's in the future or the past uh um, sure yeah but with doc he's he's always prepared like they're in that entire movie the only real situation or, or uh, bad circumstance caused by Doc was just the fact that Marty got in the DeLorean. But that was like completely happenstance because of the, the, the Libyans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. Doc, like, Doc doesn't do anything that hurts the time stream. Whereas, like, if you look at the Doctor Who, he's, he's freaking, he's grabbing people out of times and, and making relationships with them and bringing them into his TARDIS and all that crap. What are you? What are you? What are you doing that for? He needs a companion. What are you doing there, bud? That's what they. That's their title. Is the doctor? You know, always has his companion. But why does? Why does he have to have a companion? Do you want to really yes. time travel by yourself? Well, but that's the that's the responsibility you that you embrace thousand, as a time traveler. You want to be over a thousand years old and just time travel by yourself. Oh boy, you're alone. But that's, but that's the thing is like, I mean, sure you don't want to time travel by yourself, but like you're just you're just grabbing people willy nilly. That's gonna that's gonna fuck with the time stream. He's he's the last of his race. So is Martian Manhunter. He ain't taking people to Mars though. Why would he take people to Mars? There's nothing there. Why would you? There's no time travel. As far as you know, time travel doesn't work on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> there would just be a couple of guys on Mars talking about time travel. Just a couple guys on Mars. 
Defend, um, defend, defend yours. I don't know, Matt. Matt, what's your favorite time traveler? Um, my favorite traveler is uh, the scientist. That's literally what they call him from H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. Because it's Boy. the first. It's the first fictional time traveler. It's also the first time travel thing I really got into when I was a kid. So it's totally stuck with me. And I just like the that character of this this guy who's kind of that stereotypical Victorian scientist who's like, I'm going to build this machine, and he builds it, and he's like, onward to the future, <laughs> and then he just and then he just just screws everything up. Yep, <laughs> I love that story. Yep, me too. So that's mine. Hmm. He has no name. I've never read the the Time Machine. It's a classic. It is a classic. I don't uh, know it. Yeah, well, which is the, which leads which leads into my favorite time travel book, which is the the unofficial sequel to the Time Machine by Stephen Baxter, The Time Ships, which is absolutely incredible, and it takes this it takes off right where the Time Machine leaves stops, and deals with functional time travel with alterations of time. Right, so if you go to the, if you go into the future. And you go. It's hard to describe. Um, so, <laughs> your 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 point A is your starting location, right? In time and space. Mm-hmm. Travel fifteen years to the future, then come back. That fifteen years doesn't exist yet, right? So, yeah. if you go back five years, be- five minutes before point A, and you change one thing, you can never get back to your original point A because you've changed the time stream, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so this time ships book is basically this gi- this is, is the story of the time traveler who keeps he just keeps jumping back and forth in time and it just and time gets more and more screwed up and more and more horrible and he can't ever get back to his original starting point because it's he's already altered it too much. Um and so he starts you know he tries to go he jumps back a lot and then there's all this crazy war stuff and he goes to the future and blah 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 and then he like then he gets knocked out or something, and he goes all the way back to the Pleistocene, and then he like tries to go back forward. But then at that point, it's he's already altered the, the past that far back, so the future's completely altered at that point. And then Elizabeth Shue is there. It's just it's super good. Uh, so that's why I like that one so much because it really deals with the horror of being stuck in a time machine and never being able to get back to where you started from. Nice. Yeah, that's that sounds really, really cool. It's really it's really good. I like that. So or, what? Uh, Ray Bradbury's uh, "Distant Sound of Thunder." I don't know if you guys have read that. I've never read yeah, that. I read that. That's um, that's sort of the the that's the book that. Uh, so Ray Bradbury wrote a series of dinosaur stories. The the uh, anyway, this the "Distant Sound of Thunder" is about a company in the future that sends people back into the past on um, time travel safaris, and so these get this group goes back to hunt a tyrannosaur. And then uh, it's the it's it's the classic story. Now it's like the butterfly effect effect ripped it off, and everything's ripped it off. But the guy falls off the trail, steps on a butterfly, gets back to the future, and everything's just slightly different. Hmm. And that's the that's the that, whole story. He just gets back, and like the wording's a little different, and people use like just talk a little bit weirder. So it's not like a total dramatic shift, but yeah, it's a great little short that, story. That's so interesting. Hmm. My my favorite. Um, What's well, a short story? called All You Zombies by Robert Heinlein, who was very good buddies with Aaron Hubbard, 
but and he, and he was very heavily into Scientology. So I don't exactly like that this is my favorite story, but it's my favorite short story. And then they did a movie of it called Predestination with mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, that was and a good movie. It's one of the most incredible movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And just the short story for its time was just amazing. Yeah. And just the paradox in that movie that they tackle is just it gets me every single time. I've seen it about 10 times now, and it's just every time I'm just glued. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. Heinlein's a good author. I, I really like his I style. I like Heinlein, yeah. even. I, even, if, even if he's got weird even Scientology Even if he's stuff. a Scientologist, you know. I, I can grok him. I like Stranger in a Strange Land, and uh, what was the, the love one? Oh, God. A Time for Love or something. I can't remember. I can't remember, but I, I really like Heinlein, but... All You Zombies is an awesome story. All You Zombies. Um, So what what do you guys like view as the main, uh, I guess, whether it's prerogative or ingredients or whatever, of a good time time traveler? Like, what is it that would make them better than others or worse than others? Uh, Like I said, with the, the, with the, with the, with the, with the, uh, with the uh, titular <laughs> time time traveler, it, the I like the 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 brilliant scientist who does defies you know nature or whatever, and then uh, completely messes he messing with something he shouldn't be messing with, and then suffering through the consequences of that. Yeah, that's the time travel stories I really like. Where it's you know I don't I'm like like don't get me wrong, Back to the Future is great and stuff, but. I'm not as much a fan of the time traveler stories where it's like I got whipped back in time and now it's like or like uh, <laughs> what's the what's the what's the Stephen King one eleven twenty two sixty three where he's mm. like suddenly yeah. I'm in the past wacky you know I like the intention behind it I like um, when some mad scientist you know figures out how to do it and then just makes a makes it a horrible mess intentionally out of it. goes back yeah. And they're supposed to know what they're doing, but they really don't right. and just mess everything up. Or like or like or like or like twelve monkeys where it's people are sending people into the past to try to fix the future and then that horribly making a mess of things too. Yeah. See I, mean, I that's pretty cool. I'm kind of the opposite of you in that respect, Matt, because I as much as I do appreciate when it's like a mad scientist who, you know, who does that and goes crazy, what I like better is when it's a mad scientist who creates something like that and then through whatever freaking circumstance it is somebody else ends up going into the time traveler that's not the mad scientist and doesn't understand the rules. Sure. Well, I think that's kind of the fun is there's no real rules. Uh, so I get you there. I could, I, I like the, I, I, I do appreciate the, like oh, suddenly I'm, I'm 40 years in the past and what the hell yeah. this is crazy. And I'm just Marty yeah, McFly. I, I just want to play a guitar. Just want to hang out with Huey Lewis and the news. Don't forget and about the, the news. news. I never did. <laughs> good i couldn't no but i like like looper loopers i mean you mentioned it earlier and i think looper's great looper's great because it's just such a kind of a mind fuck you know yeah yeah that that's the time travel i like yeah is the mind fuck like oh my god i totally didn't see this and i like how you're just kind of confused the whole time and then right at the end everything just ties up and it just kind of blows your mind or doesn't tie up did you see primer Yes. Oh, dude. Primer's so primer. good. Jesus. I, I mean, I that just is a like the, the confusion of stories and then kind of having everything revealed 
at the end, like predestination and looper, yeah. like that type of story See, is what I love. But Primer, holy shit. That is that is <laughs> like Primer, Primer was hands down one of the most mind fucking movies I've ever seen. That is yeah. like Time Crimes. Time Crimes was really good. Time Crimes was so good. Yeah, that and that that kind of goes along the sense of you don't you don't really know what's going on until it all just kind of unravels it and reveals it at the end. Yeah. You don't know what you got till it's gone, boy. What? Uh, did, no. Was I the only one who found the telekinesis aspects of Looper really unnecessary? I really liked it. They're telekinetic, right? Yeah. yeah. They're telekinetic. They weren't tele. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's what you said. Sorry. I, I, my brain's not working right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, no, that's just what I said. Yeah. No, I thought that was awesome. I liked that. I liked it, yeah. I just felt like I it was, was so cool that, weird and unnecessary. Yeah, I thought that was a cool element to add of like, no, there's weirder stuff going on too, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys think that there are universal rules of time travel or or no? No, because I think it's I think it kind of comes down to like however the author wants to describe those. There's no universal rules. You can sort of dictate time as you want, right? You can say if things happen in the past that will affect the future, a.k.a. if I go back in the past and kill my grandmother, I will cease to exist. Or you can say if you go back in the past and things don't affect your future, so I can go back in the past and kill my grandmother and I'll still be here. Because of alternate you know, timelines and stuff. Because of alternate timelines and stuff. So there's really, effect. I mean, you, you, it's, it's all dependent upon how you want to write it. And I think that's what's fun about time travel is there's a lot of different ways you can write it. Even if... Like, I personally think there's only one way to write time. I, if I, I personally have, like, my golden rule of time travel, which is if you go into the past, it will alter the future, and you will create parallel timelines that you'll never be able to get back to your original timeline on. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that if somebody writes a time travel story that follows different rules that it's bad, it can be just as good. Well, um, so... Yeah. If we're yeah. if we're talking, like, in-world, then, so, because, you know, talking about that, it's kind of from the, the reader's perspective, but let's say if you were suddenly able to time travel and did time travel yourself, which rules would you sort of follow? I I, I mean, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I would probably assume the worst and not try to fuck with anything. Yeah, I would probably do the same. Like, because, like, I, I would think that anything I did is going to fuck something up. I, if, I, if I woke up and... Well, we're, we're assuming we're going back in time. Yeah. So if I woke up and I was back in time... I would be absolutely horrified <laughs> because you, just your presence there, the air you breathed, the rock you kicked, whatever it is, you've changed. You've something. changed everything. Matt would just right? wake I mean, up I, like, and he'd just lay in that bed, like trying not to breathe, just completely still. Yeah, I mean, like you, at that point, you know, you've 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 redirected the flow of time, and you'll you'll you know have to run the assumption you'll never be able to get back to where you started from. What about you, Rach? What what would your approach be if you just went back in time? I yeah, I'm in the same boat that that would be terrifying because I wouldn't want to mess anything up. But also, as Matt says, I'd be you know just horrified that I could never get back to exactly where I was. <laughs> but I w- I would also feel like maybe I could change things and i i would think that i was doing something good but most likely is i would just end the world (laughs) (laughs) like that would be my fear is that i would try to do good and it just wouldn't happen yeah it just wouldn't happen that way like if i if i got if i if it happened to me i would go back to like (laughs) 
the time of the dinosaurs and just live out the rest of my life there. I I would rather do it in a sense that I there's stuff that I would want to see. Like I wouldn't necessarily want to try to get my hands into stuff and fuck mm-hmm. shit up. I would just like want to see dinosaurs or go back and see civilizations that don't exist anymore and how they really lived. Like I'd rather do that type of thing. Now, what about traveling forward in time? I don't know if I'd want to. Or is there even a, is there even a forward in time possible? Right? Because if time's a wave we're, and we're riding it, there is no forward in time. There's only reverse. There's only backwards in time. Well, sure. But if you look at it from like a... Yeah. No, 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 no. What's the one I'm thinking of? What's the other? The one where they, where the little like Pac-Man eat the past... Oh, I don't remember. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Shit. I forgot. I... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What's up, Chase? I was just going to say, I, I think of time in the fourth dimensional aspect of that, like, all time, future, past, and present has already happened in some dimension of existence, but that we are with it, you know, we are we are constrained by that, so we can't view it. However, if, you know, if you were to sort of break that plane of existence, then you would be able to go to any period of time whether it be future or past because all of it would be instantaneous you know from from a quote-unquote god's view or whatever um, or like arrival yeah or like arrival exactly where time is all already happened uh or at least is all you know there coexisting yeah coexisting i i would i would choose to kind of view it that way meaning that the future is there. It's just that to us, it's the future, but to somebody else looking, it's just, you know, one part of the same thing. Sure. Um, I don't know if I, I, I would, in all honesty, like if I had the ability to time travel forward or backward, I would absolutely go to the future without a hesitation. Like for me, the past is very interesting. Uh, and it'd be cool to, you know, witness certain historical events or whatever. But to me, the future is so much more intriguing because there is legitimately nothing we know about the future. Whereas we, you know, is in terms of human consciousness, we know pretty much everything about the past uh, in the collective human consciousness because obviously it's in the past. You know, it happened. Um, but the future well, is so t- nondescript. Sure, sort of. I mean, you know, I, I, history is also written by the people who survived it, right? So it's like, yeah, you could go back, and I'm sure it would be a lot different. I mean. Hell, man, you could go back and be like, hey, it's the year zero. Where's Jesus? Oh, he's not real. There literally was not a Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, how yeah. like, how crazy would that be? Well, I mean, if I I, 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 I hear your point. I think going to the future would be super cool to see what what comes next for humanity. But I would absolutely. My, my, I mean, my trip would be like a rocket ship back to the Jurassic. Like, no questions asked. Yeah, I, I would definitely go back to the past. I, would, I I don't know if I'd want to see the future. If I went to the future, I'd go like 65 million years into the future to see what everything evolves into. Yeah. I think I would go like 500 years in the future. Hmm. Yeah. My, my interest in people is not so much. I'd rather be like, yeah. what is Yes, what? that's exactly <laughs> it. I have no interest in people. Like I, I have interest in history, but... I yeah, I don't really care I wanna, about I want to see what people evolve into. I want to see yeah. what, I want to see how long it takes for the 
uh, cephalopods to become the uh, intelligent dominant species on Earth. Yeah, I, I would want to see what Earth looked like in a million years. Did you just, rather say, than did you just say Earth? Earth. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I didn't, but yeah, we, can, we can say that I did just for, Welcome you know, Will Earth. Smith's sake. What's that? What's that Dr. Manhattan <laughs> quote? I, I grow tired of these people. They're whatever, meaningless, whatever. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That. I, I believe that I posted that on the Instagram. You yeah, you yeah, did. There I you did. go. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I just have no interest in people. Yeah. <laughs> I think there. I mean, there's there are some select moments in history that I think would be f- absolutely fascinating to see. I'd love to see like how they built the pyramids, or I'd love to see yeah. like uh, I don't know stuff like that. I'm tired Chariot of Earth. races in the Colosseum. Sure, Genghis Khan's Mongolian horde. Coming over the I want to go hang out with some Vikings. Sure. You know. <laughs> How bad was the Black Death? Ooh. Ooh, it was bad. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, I see, I'm so much different in that respect because I like I think it would be so fascinating to see what human history turns into in 500 years and to see, you know, how how we evolve but not evolve past our species, but how we evolve as a society and as a culture. Um sure. and you know, like you know, obviously we can view things that are happening right now and be like, geez, like this is some fucked up shit. Uh, and so it would be interesting to see how how we move forward from the fucked up stuff, you know, and, and whether it's for better or for worse. Or if I went 500 years in the future and the world was just a nuclear wasteland. Um, sure. So, OK, let's run the run. Run it, though. You have one trip future and you can only be there for 10 minutes. Yeah, I I absolutely without hesitation would go to the future. I might even if I could only be there for ten minutes, and if I could only choose one thing, I might even, uh, I might even go maybe just a hundred years in the future. Um, so short sighted. It's like well, it's I mean it's it's <laughs> tempting to me to go like a thousand or you know five thousand years in the future or whatever to see the really cool like grand scheme of things, but to sure. me some of the most interesting questions. Uh, in my head are about just about humanity and about human existence and human relations. Um, And so analyzing that more immediate future, I feel like would be uh, slightly more relevant to the questions I would really want to know Uh just in, in regards to how we handle ourselves moving forward as a culture. Yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? If you could move anywhere or if you could go anywhere for 10 minutes and what would you do? Hmm. Shit. Um, so down in southern Utah, there's a there's a dinosaur quarry called the Cleveland Lloyd, and it is uh, one of the one of the densest fossil beds they've found in the world, uh-huh. and of of like forty different species. I mean, it's just this amazing pile of bones that they. I mean that that that. The, the the running theory is that it was a, a riverbed, that that was a delta that has was sort of like, you know, a place where animals came to graze and feed and whatever, and then the, their bodies had been getting washed up there. So it's just this like giant pile of dinosaurs. I, so whenever whenever that was active, right? Whenever there was when it was actively like, you know, all those different di- types of species consolidated into one area that's what i that's what i that's what i'd go see interesting yeah so you'd, you'd be you'd, you'd fuck with pangea 
Oh, I would fuck with Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> she don't fuck with Pangea. <laughs> you just don't know about Pangea. <laughs> you don't know about Pangea. God. If you're wondering what we're talking about, look up uh, Pillow Talk by Lil Dicky on YouTube. It's a 10-minute video. Well worth it. Absolutely well it worth it. It is very worth it. <laughs> what about you, Rich? Don't insult the brain. He's done neglect um, the brain. I, I think I would stick with the past. Where yeah, where would you go in the past? 10 minutes, one one destination, 10 minutes. I I think I would want to do something biblical. Ooh. Or Last just, supper. you know... The lack big, thereof. The big, yeah, the lack thereof, biblical. That that makes more sense. Go to the How last. How funny would it be if you're, 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 you you like you like go back? You're like I'm gonna see the the pillars of salt, and it's just like some dude walking through the desert. He's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a trip if you went like five hundred? If you went like five or six hundred years in the past, and like there was just like this utopian society. That like was way further advanced than we were. That just decided to kick things back and allow humanity a second chance to evolve. Yeah, why don't you go back and see the aliens building the pyramids? <laughs> I I more just because religion is one of my favorite subjects because I don't get how anybody can <laughs> believe in any of it. Easy, I, easy. I, 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 I know. I I don't want to. <laughs> no alienate some people out there that that do believe it because i if it makes you happy i obviously don't want to take that away from you it's just something that you can't apply to your own paradigm i would like to see for myself if this actually happened yeah and what was there yeah Uh, yeah Uh, that's a close second or third for me would be so fascinating to go back and Really, be in the thick of quote the quote biblical times to see what was yeah. really going on. I mean, go ahead. You'd have to go to yeah the crucifixion, right? I mean, that's like yeah. I want to see this motherfucker <laughs> die and come back in three days. I guess you only have ten minutes. Yeah, so you'd have to go back on the third day. Not quite long enough. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. go back on the third day. See if he actually was resurrected. But then at that point, you wouldn't know if he was real or not because you never see the body. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, they figured uh, it all out. <laughs> they, out of everything. They made their, tro- their stories time travel proof. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they did. Our highly, limited time, our highly limited five minute time travel proof. Yep. <laughs> Can I stay for five days? That'll work. Yeah. If you stay for five days and just chill at that tomb, then you'd uh, probably see what was going on. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, just don't mind me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna chill seeing here. if this guy comes back to yeah. life. We'll just pull a Sean Spicer and hide in the bushes for a little while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love. I would also love to see. I'd love to go back like half a million years and see sort of like the so in the Velt of Africa in the in the sort of the eastern area of Africa where where um, if you believe that people evolved from apes like me. When there was, I just had to say that because we were talking biblical stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love to go back and see the because back then there was uh, five or six different types of hominids all around the same area at the same time. Oh, uh-huh. and so, and they're all pretty dramatic. They're all pretty different looking. So I think that would be super interesting to be, see all these different types of hominids. Yeah, that that was like my other like. If it wasn't biblical, at least you know, 
if you believe that all life began in Africa, <laughs> that that's where I would like to go just to kind of see the now beginning. We're cave- now we're caveating for like I know. maybe one person. <laughs> sorry out there. No, maybe if it, sorry I, out there, Tom Tom uh, at McDonald's. It's cool. I I'm very yeah. I I first off I I always love the really specific references to people listening, um, but I always find it interesting the people who can't reconcile evolution and god in the same thought because for me that's never been a thing that's mutually exclusive well i think a lot of people i really don't want to get into yeah but i think a lot of i think a lot of people are able are absolutely able to reconcile that and i think that's sort of the new the new modus that that's happening yeah because i'm, I'm uh, uh, an understanding of science and a, and a belief in god are not mutually exclusive not at all like yeah it, like in in most religions, there is plenty of room to be like, oh, God works through science, you know. Sure, totally. It's yeah, yeah. Anyway, or so, so, yeah, um, yeah. But but I mean, again, like if it makes you happy, I don't want to ruin that for you, <laughs> listeners that are religious. Yeah, if, Rachel just got back yeah. from her time travel. She just <laughs> spoiler, she was she's not going to ruin it for you. It's okay, Jeff. We we still know you're going to make it to work on time and you don't have to worry about your religion. We're not we're not telling you you can't believe anything, Jeffrey uh uh Thomas. That's too specific. Yeah. No, it's so not. You gotta believe in whatever you want to believe in. As long as you don't tell me what I'm supposed to believe in, then we're cool. <laughs> as long as you don't go on a podcast and and vehemently refute my beliefs, then we're cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, because um, Lord knows if you try to if you try to convince something, if Rachel of something, she will fight back harder. <laughs> it's true. If you it's try to true. tell me to do something, you, I've, and like, I've tried to tell Cap this. I'm like, if you tell me to do something, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Worst employee um, ever. <laughs> Just kidding. Rachel's a great employee by all regards. Employee wise, no, I'm I'm great. It's more telling me to read invincible 50 times <laughs> <laughs> or telling me to watch a show or telling yeah. you to write a description i'm just kidding he did that i did that i know i'm kidding how do we <laughs> what is the best method then if if it's very cute he's adorable <laughs> what uh copper's just being cute oh. so what's the best what's the best method of time to traveling get you to do something to get you to do something without actually telling you you should Ooh. it don't tell me over and over and okay. over to once do it. Once is enough. Once if you're like, hey, I think you'd really like this. It's about blah, 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 blah. And I, then you'll be... Then, then, you'll then, f- then I'd be like, oh, that sounds really cool. I'm going to check that out. And then it's done. And then I go check it out. Okay. But what if we did that <laughs> and you only... And you just didn't give it quite <laughs> enough time. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like... I do plan on reading it. I'm, just, I'm not not talking about Invincible here, but I am. But, but I'm just saying. But, but it, it's even the same. The like I had a group of friends that kept telling me to watch Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. And just every time I hung out with them, they uh-huh. would tell me, have you started Breaking Bad yet? And oh, like, no, yeah. I haven't. People because you've already burnt me out on it. People did that to me too. And I, and I did not watch it until probably for another three years. Then I was like... Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it now. What after it had ended? Yeah, me and too. I told them to stop talking to me about it. Then I watched it, and I really, really enjoyed it. There you go. It's just I, I get burnt out. On we just get really things. excited about things. <laughs> and and I do as well, but I know my personality that I do get burnt out by you telling me about it constantly. <laughs> that I I don't like to do that to people. Uh, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, I don't show as much excitement 
about things even though inside i'm like oh my god this is really 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 cool and i really really want other people to read it but no i i I contain it fair enough um shoot i was gonna say something else oh (laughs) comics so i was trying to think of like what's a good time travel comic that i was super into Mm -hmm. 1602 yes i think that's my favorite one i yeah i'll agree with that yeah so good so great. I still haven't read that comic. too. What? What? Oh my god, man. There's You should read it. So should I tell you every day yes, that you should read it? Do it. Just tell me every day. <laughs> Give me constant so reminders. Good. I had that. What happened to it? Did I let somebody borrow it? That sucks. I have it. You have mine? No. No, I have my own. <laughs> you have mine? mine too? Mine? Mine? No. What did I did I I must have let somebody borrow it. Ah, bummer. Uh anyway. I thought it was I thought it was on your shelf the last time I it was It very well could be, and I just there. spaced it. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite comics of all time. And and also happens to be time travel story. Yes. I'll, I'll agree with that. Oh, shit, that's kind of a spoiler alert, but whatever. My... Uh, uh, not really. Sort of. <laughs> Definitely, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to play it down. <laughs> not really, yeah, it's not really. It's, 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 Good job, Rage. Um... I think my favorite time travel comic is anything involving Booster Gold, in all honesty. Like, that guy's time travel stories, which is pretty much any story he's in, but especially, like, 52 or any of them. Like, it's it's so great, just the concept of a guy who essentially has the origin story of Biff, right? Where it's just, like, he discovers that there is a way to get back in time, and knowing the things that he knows about the future, using the technology that he has access to, he can go back in time and make himself famous and make himself a superhero uh, just to get money and fame and notoriety and go down in the history books. Like, that's such a fun concept to explore with a character. I I love the Booster Gold stories. I don't know. So is that more of, like, the the wackiness ensues type story, uh, like Back to the Future? Some It depends on the story, but a lot of them... The thing that I like about the Booster Gold stories is that his character is uh, allowed to grow and change oftentimes in the comics, which is something that isn't often allowed to happen. Um, and so a lot of it is really just about him coming to terms with who he is and also, and also coming back to make himself a superhero and realizing that it's not that simple... Uh, and that there are real superheroes here who are doing everything they can to actually help people and that they're not doing it for the notoriety. And to have a character that's so superficial like that sort of interacting with somebody like uh, Superman or Batman or especially like the Booster Gold and Blue Beetle stories, um, it's really cool because it's it's not just like a, oh, hijinks and Sue type story. It's that this guy at some point has kind of that character changing moment where he decides that, you know, he could actually help people and that it's worthwhile to help people not for the notoriety, but for, you know, altruistic purposes and and things like that. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's cool in a lot of ways because there's a lot of character growth, but there's also a lot of just like time travel, zany, wacky stuff. Nice. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I I, I do also just want to, bring up a time travel comic which is trillium by jeff lemire (laughs) (laughs) i love the hesitance with which rachel brings that stuff up she's like it's i i I think this is an an example of 
Oh my God, you guys, I really want you to read all this Jeff Lemire stuff because it's incredible, but I'm, I'm trying to tone it down here and not freak you out with it. <laughs> she's like on a first date. She's like, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but like, I really like Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire is amazing. It, and, and Trillium's the one where, you know, when they time travel and go in other dimensions, you have to flip the comic. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really clever. Yeah. I, yeah, I just thought it was really awesome. And it was made and like an old pulp. Like, I love that even though yeah. it was in modern, like, it, it was released just a few years ago, they still printed it on old paper, and all the coloring was, like, you know, basically the the three-color primary coloring, you know what I mean, from old comics? Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. It's a very awesome time travel story. Woohoo! Well, all right. Well... That's yeah. I mean, unless do you have any more time travel inquiries that we need to? What's the worst time travel story? Time chasers. Oof, <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> I was gonna say my 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 worst is Star Trek Four. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if I have necessarily a worst one, but I do want to point out that Wolverine definitely uh, falls in contention for worst time traveler ever. Wolverine's a shitty time traveler. <laughs> we're, we're on a comic book Fair show enough. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Fair enough Yeah, um, I, I do want to give an honorable mention To one of the greatest video games Ever made which is Chrono Trigger mm. I'll second that yeah. Actually I forgot about Chrono Knots Those guys are shitty time travelers Anyway that's a fun story <laughs> Sean Gordon Murphy you on know, the you, know, you know which time travelers I do like huh. The Time Bandits Oh uh. Yay, Time Bandits. Where are the Time Bandits from? That's uh, that um, uh, Terry Gilliam movie. Oh. It's got some Monty Python guys in it, and there are a bunch of dwarfs from the future. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. It nice. is bizarre. <laughs> but, you um, know, time Chasers, he goes back in time with a plane. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Time Chasers, I, I started Time... <laughs> it's MST3K, for it, yeah. those who are wondering. I, I started that, and I was like... This movie might be too bad, but it's really funny. It's really funny. So I, I, I got pretty into it. That's well, one of my favorites. There is undoubtedly... Did you catch up on the show? I... Where am I at? I started another one. I can't remember what it was. Um, Sorry. What's up, Jay? There are... <laughs> so obviously we're, we're rounding down at the end here. Uh, we went up to about a little over an hour and a half now. Um... So we'll we'll kind of wrap it up, but there are undoubtedly time travelers and stories and points that we didn't bring up. So uh, if you well, here's the primary question we'll present to you: If you could go to any period of time for ten minutes, what would it be? And then bonus questions are: uh, Who your favorite time who traveler your, is? Who would your who would your pre-existing time traveling companion be? Oh, there you go. Pre-existing. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Pre-existing time traveling companion. Uh, if you want to answer those questions, and please, please do, uh, email us. You can email letters at savagelandpodcast.com. Uh, you can tweet us at savagelandpod. Uh, or you can call 413-SAVAGE-4 and leave us a voicemail. Uh, we're also available on Facebook and Instagram at savagelandpod. And if you could, por favor, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. It helps us feel really good about ourselves and not cry to sleep every single night. And it also helps other listeners find the show. Nobody cries to sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody does that. <laughs> J- Jason might, because he got a one star 
Uh, One star. Bud. Um, Buddy. All right. We'll. Uh, uh, we'll. S- what's uh? What's what's coming up for? Uh, uh for the interviews and stuff. Yeah. What? Well, just this weekend. Who's this weekend? I got it right I here. I believe it's Matt Hawkins. Uh, who is no, the... not this weekend. Is that this weekend? No, it's uh. Do, 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 do. Brian Hill. Oh yeah, Brian Hill. Okay, so he he writes uh, comics for Top Cow. I believe he is on Postal, um, which I actually have started reading. Ooh, but I I didn't want to quite bring that up yet. But it's very interesting. What is it? Postal. Oh okay. I'll take that up. Yeah, I uh, I've got that. I haven't started yet. I wanted to read it this week, so it's fresh uh, for the interview. Um, but yeah, we've got Brian Hill coming up. We've also got Matt Hawkins, who is the publisher of Top Cow Comics uh, and a co-writer on some of the comics that Brian Hill writes. Um, we also have David Walker coming up, the writer of uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, Luke Cage, Occupy Avengers, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't know, tons tons more. Andrew McLean, the writer slash artist on Headlopper, uh Brian Wood, writer of DMZ and Department, or no, not Department H. That's Matt Kent. Anyway, tons of other stuff. Lots of people. All the people. All the people. Greg Smallwood, the, cool the Moon, Moon Knight artist. Just everybody. Michael Cho, all of them. Um, every, yeah. Every, anyway, that's uh, that's about all we've got uh, to talk about right now. There's also a couple of surprise guests there that we're just trying to find dates with, and so they'll they'll happen when they happen. Other than that, uh, anything else to to say, guys? Um, no, uh, really? I think we can. Let's do a really quick three right. count. Right. Each of us say who our time traveling companion is as fast as possible. Uh, ready, set, booster gold. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, you gotta give one. Uh, the doctor. Duh. The doctor who? I hate you. The doctor what? Chicka who? chicka chicka slim shady. All right, later, skater. Sign off now, guys. Let our sign off. <laughs> We're going to say later, skater, every week. Shh.